Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 11th of March 2023. This week, Team 4 are bringing you the news. I'm Andrew, the team leader, and your other readers are Jane, David and Mary. Your editor this week is also Mary, to whom we are multiply indebted. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442, unless stated otherwise. This week's headline, Holmes Inquiry, a public inquiry gets underway and campaigners fear the impact of the development on wildlife and infrastructure. These and other stories follow. Here's the news. Hello, this is Jane. Children across decorum marked World Book Day by dressing up as their beloved characters from books. World Book Day is celebrated in the UK on the first Thursday of March, this year falling on March 2nd. Many schools mark the day by asking children to dress up as their favourite character. School children also get a £1 book token, which can be used to buy specially produced World Book Day books, each costing £1, or the tokens can be put towards the cost of other normal priced books. Hello, this is David. A decorum charity has announced the return of its Make-A-Will Month initiative for March. Local solicitors are giving up their time for free to write or update a will in return for a donation to DENS, a charity supporting people in decorum facing homelessness, poverty and social exclusion. Suggested donation amounts, starting at £175 for a single basic will, are much lower than the standard rates for will writing. Three local solicitor firms have generously offered their professional services to support the work of DENS, including Harrowell and Atkins of Berkhamsted, Hughes and Company of Tring, and Machins, also of Berkhamsted. Lauren Parker, individual giving manager at DENS, said, This is a fantastic opportunity to tick off that all-important life admin while supporting DENS and the vital work we do within the community. This initiative would not be possible without the kindness and commitment of our participating solicitors. To find out more and book your appointment with a participating solicitor, visit dens.org.uk forward slash M-A-W-M. Most people know DENS as the homeless charity for people in decorum, but DENS are keen to raise awareness that it offers so much more than just providing a roof and a bed. Our aim is to be the first port of call for people in decorum who are facing homelessness, poverty and social exclusion, to support and empower them to take the next positive step in their lives. DENS states, we ensure individuals have access to temporary and short-term accommodation and access to emergency food and provisions. We empower people to develop their skills and build confidence. Dozens of decorum children had rotting teeth removed last year, new figures show. Data from the government's Office for Health Improvements and Disparities shows a significant increase in hospitals removing under-19-year-olds decaying teeth across England following the coronavirus pandemic. But total extractions remain below pre-pandemic levels, and the British Dental Association said the data understates the level of demand given huge backlogs and only partial recovery of elective services. Tooth decay is the most common reason for hospital admission in children aged 6 to 10, while the data also showed children living in the most deprived communities are around 3.5 times more likely to have teeth out due to decay than those in the most affluent areas. The BDA said it was deeply concerned that ongoing and severe access problems, together with disruption to public health programmes and lockdown diets, will widen inequalities. A Department for Health and Social Care spokesperson said... Good oral health is incredibly important and the number of children seen by NHS dentists increased by 44% in the last year. 
Likewise, in hospitals, we've seen an increase in hospital operations for tooth extraction for those aged 0 to 19 as oral healthcare services continue to recover from the pandemic. The number of dentists increased by over 500 last year, and the government is investing more than £3 billion in NHS dentistry so people can access services when they need them. A 10-year-old boy from Hemel Hempstead has been out of education for more than a year after being declined a place at a special educational school. Connor Condon, who has complex needs, attended Broadfield Academy until November 2021, when he was told he could not return due to staffing issues after being excluded, and a panel from the Hertfordshire County Council's SEND Special Educational Needs and Disabilities team decided that an SEMH, Social Emotional Mental Health School, was required for him. But his mum says he's desperate to get back to school and says he doesn't understand why he isn't allowed. A spokesperson for Broadfield Academy said, while we can't go into the details of a specific case, this child has extremely complex learning needs and requires specialist support that a mainstream school like ours cannot provide. They continued, in the meantime, we are continuing to support Connor to the best of our ability. We have a positive relationship with his parents, and at their request we have set work and provided learning packs and work on Google Classroom. Mum, Lisa Davis, is desperate to get him back into education, fearing he will fall further behind his peers the longer he is out of school. Lisa has lodged complaints with Hertfordshire County Council over the handling of Connor's case, citing the lengthy response time as being an issue. The council defended itself, saying, in common with many local authorities, we are experiencing an unprecedented increase in requests for specialist provision, with a 47% increase in pupils with education and healthcare plans, EHCPs, since 2019, as well as the additional challenges since the pandemic. We are investing over 50 million over the next three years to ensure we have the right provision in the county, creating more than 300 new special school places to meet the future needs of all our pupils with SEND in Hertfordshire. Connor recently started to receive tutoring two days per week at his nearby community centre. Whilst he has not been given a place at an appropriate primary school, he will start his secondary education at a specialist school in September. By the time he starts at this new school, it will be nearly two years since he was in a classroom. Two Berkhamsted pupils have won a national writing competition with a story about neurodivergent and non-binary school friends. Sophia Branch, aged 13, and 12-year-old Ella Kingston from Berkhamsted have been selected as the key Stage 3 winner in Pearson's national writing competition, My Twist on a Tale, Represent. Their story about two school friends, both neurodivergent and one non-binary, has been published in a new book. In autumn 2022, digital media learning company Pearson encouraged children and young people between the ages of 4 and 19 to shine a light on the page, representing what and who they feel is being left out in literature today. All 18 winning entries have been compiled into a brand new book, My Twist on a Tale, Represent which launched last week. Scooping the award in the Key Stage 3 category, Sophia and Ella's work, No Such Thing as Normal, was chosen alongside 17 other fantastic stories and poems written by children across the country. Sophia and Ella's illustrated story follows two pupils, Echo, who is non-binary and neurodivergent, and Lizzie, her best friend, who has ADHD and OCD. Throughout the story, Echo and Lizzie are exposed to very negative experiences in school, 
driven in large part by a lack of awareness and acceptance by their peers and class teacher. It is only when faced with the head teacher who understands and supports neurodiversity that the two finally feel acknowledged and respected. Sophia, who attends Ashlyn's school in Berkhamsted, said, I am over the moon that we have won, and I am very glad that people can read our story and better understand what it is like to be neurodivergent and non-binary. Ella, who attends the same school, added, Many people in the world are not aware of neurodiversity or the ways in which it can affect people. We are so grateful to have won because now our story can help educate people in the world around us. Students from schools and colleges across the UK entered the competition, writing and reshaping their own diverse pieces. 18 winning entries were picked across categories, including Key Stage 1 through to Key Stage 5 and all regions in the UK. To find out more and to download the book, visit go.pearson.com forward slash represent. Secondary school places were announced across the district on Wednesday last week, March 1st. Of the nearly 15,000 that applied for a place at a secondary school in the county, 78% were allocated their top preferred choice. According to Hertfordshire County, 94% of children were given a place at one of their preferred secondary or upper schools. Over 99% of parents and carers applied online and were emailed their school place on Wednesday, March 1st. Families who made a paper application will have been sent a letter by First Class Post. Councillor Terry Duris said, We want to ensure that as many children as possible get a place at one of their preferred schools. We want every child in Hertfordshire to be able to achieve their full potential. And we know that the county has excellent schools that perform above the national average. He reassured those who may not get their top choice. Councillor Duris said, While I appreciate a small number of parents may be disappointed, I would encourage them to research the school and speak to the teacher before dismissing the offered place. They may be pleasantly surprised by what they see. Parents and carers have until March 15th to accept their school place. All applicants who have not been offered their first preference will automatically be placed on the continuing interest list for any schools named higher on the application form than the school offered. A public inquiry is being held examining Decorum Borough Council's decision to reject a 1400 dwelling development in Tring. An application from Red Road to build a new development on Marshcroft between Station Road and Bullbourne Road was rejected by the local authority. Hundreds of residents and two charities campaigned against the project, which would have been constructed on Greenbelt land. However, the construction company appealed against the council's decision to the planning inspectorate. The developer has consulted with Natural England to create a new plan, which will include suitable alternative natural green spaces, S-A-N-G spaces. The inquiry is expected to last for 16 days and started on Tuesday, March the 7th. At the conclusion of the inquiry, the planning inspector will return a recommendation to the Secretary of State. Charities CPRE Hertfordshire and the Chiltern Society continue to oppose the housing scheme. CPRE was formerly known as the Council for the Protection of Rural England. Currently, campaigners are attempting to raise funds for legal counsel to challenge the project and are already halfway to a £30,000 target. As well as the 1,400 dwellings, the new development would include a retirement home, shops, restaurants, a nursery, a sports hall, a primary and secondary school, as well as a community hall. The chosen site is surrounded on three sides by the Chilterns Area of Outstanding Natural Beauty. Campaigners are concerned about the potential damage to wildlife in the area and also the prospect of losing public footways. Speaking on behalf of the Chiltern Society, Grove Fields Residents Association and CPRE Hertfordshire, 
Martin Varco, chief executive of CPRE Hertfordshire, said, It would directly impact on everyone in Tring and the wider surrounding area and affect daily life for everybody. It would destroy the landscape, harm the environment, and put enormous added pressure on all manner of infrastructure. This Marshcroft inquiry is a test case of the government's commitment to protect the Greenbelt and AONB. More information about the campaign can be found online at cprehearts.org.uk forward slash Marshcroft. A Baptist church in Tring has welcomed its new minister with a visit from the mayor. New Mill Baptist Church was filled with over 150 people on Saturday, February 25th, for the induction of the Reverend Jackie Bowie. Worshippers from other decorum churches joined Mayor Councillor Christopher Townsend and a support group from Gold Hill Baptist Church in Chalfont St. Peter to celebrate the induction. Councillor Christopher Townsend's speech welcomed Jackie to Tring and acknowledged the church's commitment to serving the community. A stabbed man who phoned his parents to say goodbye has criticised the justice system after his attacker was handed a 32-month sentence. Matthew Avery from Leverstock Green was stabbed several times by nurse Emily Chikos in Hemel Hempstead in April last year. Chikos, aged 47, was jailed for 32 months at Luton Crown Court on January January the 11th after pleading guilty to a Section 18 GBH wounding with intent and possession of an offensive weapon in a public place. Now, Mr Avery is calling for tougher punishments. He said, It's ruined my life. The justice system needs to be firmer with punishment. I think it's an absolute joke. It's an absolute travesty. In the ten months since the incident, he has lost his job due to the trauma and anxiety. He said, I witnessed my lower intestine come out of my stomach. I phoned my parents straight away because I thought I was going to die. I wanted to tell my mum and dad that I loved them. Mr Avery has also criticised the police for not doing enough to help him after the incident, alleging that he received no victim support. He explained, I think there needs to be more care for the victims. Obviously, if you're going through a horrific event like that in your life, you're going to need support to get through it. But Hart's police says victim support was offered to Mr Avery on several occasions. A statement from Hertfordshire Constabulary said, We fully understand the impact that crime has on victims and always offer a range of support options, as set out in the Victims Code. Our Victim Care Centre, Beacon, is staffed by professionals from the Constabulary and Catch-22 an independent organisation commissioned to support victims of crime across the county. If you have reported a crime to police, you will automatically be contacted by the victim service team who will explain the services available. A spokesperson for Miss Chikos's former employer, Eastern North Hertfordshire NHS Trust, said... As soon as we were alerted to the incident, we took formal action to ensure the former member of staff no longer works for us. We would like to reassure our local community that we take such matters extremely seriously. A nine-year-old deaf boy from Aldbury has urged the government to fund a programme that changed his life. Orson Grimer has called on MPs to support the life-changing initiative which helped him to listen and speak. Orson, who was diagnosed with hearing loss as a baby, attended charity Auditory Verbal UK's AVUK specialist programme for two years. When he graduated, he had language skills ahead of hearing children of his age. His mum, Avril, 
is backing AV UK's Hear Us Now campaign. She has written to Health Secretary Stephen Barclay, MP, calling on the government to ensure every family who wants their child to learn to listen and talk will be able to access a programme through publicly funded services in their area. Avril and Orson have also launched an online petition asking for investment in auditory verbal therapy. She said AV UK truly changed both Orson's life and ours as a family. From all the worries we faced after his hearing loss was diagnosed to the amazing support of everyone on the charity. Now Orson is doing so well at school where he proudly talks about being deaf and the support we as a family were fortunate to have. She added, all families with deaf children should have the support to access auditory verbal therapy through publicly funded services. We're urging the government and the health minister to hear us now. Last year, Orson met MPs in Westminster to endorse his campaign. Hertfordshire Police has secured a closure order on a property in the Bennett's End area of Hemel Hempstead linked to suspected drug use and antisocial behaviour. St Albans Magistrates Court granted the three-month closure on February the 24th. Residents made numerous complaints about the antisocial activity at an address in Jennings Way. Decorum Police's Community Safety Unit, CSU, worked with officers from the property owner, Notting Hill Genesis Housing Association, to gather evidence of the tenant's unacceptable behaviour that was having a detrimental effect on neighbours. The order, which was granted under the Antisocial Behaviour, Crime and Policing Act 2014, allows only Notting Hill Genesis, their agents and the emergency services to enter the home. Anyone who breaches the terms of the order could face arrest and a fine, imprisonment or both. Decorum's Safer Neighbourhood team will continue to patrol the area. Sergeant Mike Saunders said, We hope this result will provide some respite from the ongoing issues suffered by neighbours and improve their quality of life. In the interim, we've asked neighbours to report any breaches of the order to us as soon as possible so we can take further action if required. Everyone deserves to feel safe and happy in their home and no one should be subject to continued antisocial behaviour such as the chronic use of cannabis and other drugs, loud music, people visiting at all hours of the day or night, verbal abuse or intimidation. If you have information about suspected drug activity and antisocial behaviour in your neighbourhood, don't hesitate to report it to us. We will take it seriously and we'll do all we can to prevent it from adversely affecting the lives of decent law-abiding people who live nearby. Shoppers who rely on own brand value food, drink and household products are continuing to be clobbered by steep price rises, with hikes across the leading supermarkets in January. Tesco, Asda, Aldi, Sainsbury's and Morrison's have raised the prices of 152 value range items despite falling inflation. It means of the 613 products National World were able to take price snapshots for on January 4th and February 6th, a quarter got more expensive during that time. This included more than 20 everyday essentials products at Aldi. The tracker includes more than 790 products from the in-house value ranges at Asda, Aldi, Morrisons, Sainsbury's and Tesco, with snapshots taken on a monthly basis. Since April last year, more than four out of five products, 82%, have seen price rises, with several at least doubling in price during that time. Inflation was particularly high among milk, cheese and eggs, with prices up 30% in December 2022 compared to December 2021. Oils and fats, 29%. Food products such as ready meals and condiments, 24%. And fish, 19%, also saw high levels of inflation. Tesco boss John Allen has accused food companies of using inflation as an excuse to hike prices higher than they needed to. 
the retailer's chairman, told the BBC's Laura Kussenberg it was entirely possible that fruit food producers were taking advantage of poorer consumers and that Tesco had tried hard to challenge unjust increases that manufacturers had passed onto it. Aldi was also asked about the unusually high proportion of price rises observed this month and the apparent limited supply of some items. A spokesperson said, We are working hard to shield customers from industry-wide inflation and have recently increased the number of everyday essentials products in our range. Asda, Morrisons and Sainsbury's were not approached for comment. Two teams from Berkhamsted Raiders Community Football will take part in the Pokemon Futsal Youth Cup organised in partnership with England Football. The children are among 43 teams in Hertfordshire competing in the fast-moving version of football with the regional finals starting this month. Senior Director of Marketing at the Pokemon Company International, Peter Murphy, said Following the success of last year, Pokemon is thrilled to see its national futsal competition go from strength to strength, with the 2022-23 season seeing a record number of participants. Louise Gear, Head of Development at the FA, added Thousands of children from clubs up and down the country will be participating in what promises to be an exciting and fun competition for all involved. The heartbroken family of a Hemel man have announced details of his funeral being held next week. The funeral of Andrew Roy Jellis, who sadly passed away on Wednesday, February 1st, aged 49, will be held on Tuesday, March 14th at 11.20 at the West Hearts Crematorium, North Chapel. Anyone who wishes to pay their respects is welcome to attend. Last month, Andrew's family said they were beyond devastated after he was killed in a trapped vehicle accident. Emergency responders rushed to try and save Andrew, but despite their best efforts, he was pronounced dead at the scene. Andrew's family have been supported by specially trained officers from the Hertfordshire Constabulary and released a statement paying tribute to the deceased. They said, as a family, we are heartbroken. Andrew was the most incredible, kind, loving son, partner, dad and granddad. We loved him dearly and he will be greatly <coughs> missed by all his friends and family. Hertfordshire Police previously said inquiries were continuing to establish the circumstances around the incident and anyone with information has been asked to contact them. Information can be reported online via hearts.police.uk forward slash report. The government capped the benefits received by 119 families in Hemel Hempstead last year, despite telling them that they were not expected to be looking for work. Charity Child Poverty Action Group said the figures demonstrate the flaws in the government's approach to capping benefits, which is designed to encourage more people into work. The cap limits the universal credit of households who earn less than £658 a month. Claimants escape the cap if they can earn more. Figures provided by the Department for Work and Pensions show that there were 313 families having their benefits capped in the Hemel Hempstead constituency as of last August. Of these, 119 of them were not expected to be in work by the DWP, either due to health problems or having caring duties, often for very young children. Another 51 families were already working, but earning too little to be affected by the cap. In Hemel Hempstead, the benefit cap cuts the universal credit of affected families by an average of £205 a month. The 313 families affected had 610 children and included 217 single-parent families. The figures were provided to the Child Poverty Action Group, CPAG, through Freedom of Information Requests which found more than one in three families across England, Scotland and Wales in receipt of universal credit are having their benefits capped while being expected to work, 37,970 37, in total. 
The charity's chief executive, Alison Garnham, said the universal credit cap should be completely removed. She said, our data demonstrates the fallacy that the benefit cap is a work incentive. How can it be when so many households caught by it are unable to take a job because of young children, caring responsibilities or health problems? It doesn't incentivize work. It leaves children hungry. The government's position on the cap is incoherent. It must be removed before it harms more young lives. The government recently announced the benefit cap will be uprated in April by 10%, in line with inflation. This will mean that capped households can gain from annual benefit uprating for the first time since the cap was implemented in 2013. But the benefit cap has not increased since it was introduced in 2013 and in 2016 it was lowered. CPAG said after April's uprating the benefit cap will still be £225 a month lower in real terms than it was in 2016 due to it being frozen in previous years. A spokesperson for the DWP said there were now 200,000 fewer children in absolute poverty after housing costs compared to 2019 and 2020, and that many of the most vulnerable were exempt from the benefit cap. This week in history. March the 8th, 1910. The first pilot's licences were granted. The Royal Aero Club granted licence number one to J.T.C. Moore Brabazon, later Lord Brabazon of Tara. On the 8th of March last year, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky delivered a historic address to the House of Commons, beamed into the chamber via a live link. March the 9th, 1956. Britain deported Archbishop Makarios from Cyprus for actively fostering terrorism. March the 10th, 1914. The Rokeby Venus by Velasquez in London's National Gallery was damaged by suffragettes. On the 8th of March last year, Little Amal, a 3.5 metre partly animatronic refugee puppet laid flowers outside the Ukrainian embassy in London in a show of support. March the 11th, 1925. No, no, Nanette was premiered at the Palace Theatre, London, with Binny Hale playing Nanette. March the 12th, 1941. The original incident used in Compton Mackenzie's Whiskey Galore occurred in the Hebrides when a cargo ship ran aground with her holes, her holds full of whiskey. Islanders hid the quarter of a million bottles from customs officers. On the 8th of March last year, research said energy bills would rise at least 14 times faster than wages this year. March the 13th, 1947. The government announced a midweek ban on sport to try to boost productivity. Tring Brewery has raised £10,000 for Rennie Grove Hospice Care thanks to its monthly specials. Twelve monthly specials were brewed by Tring Brewery in 2022 part of their campaign to raise funds and awareness over the course of the year. Rennie Grove Hospice Care is a charity providing hospice at home services and support to people with life-limiting illness. Collections from members' nights at Tring Brewery were combined with the proceeds from a charity beer festival held in July, each raising vital funds for the home county's hospice charity. The feather in the cap of Tring's fundraising efforts was the brewery's annual raffle, which saw takings of close to £2,000 added to the pot. Prizes for the raffle were generously donated by local producers such as Yvette's Chocolates, Chilton Charcuterie, Chilton 
Artisan Biltong and Puddingstone Distillery. The Raffles Prize range was bolstered by unique experiences with Tring Brewery praising contributions from yet more local businesses, the Snow Centre in Hemel Hempstead, Chiltern Forest Golf Club, the XC in Hemel Hempstead, the Rec Cinema in Berkhamsted, Watford Football Club and Whipsonade Zoo, all featured in the raffle. Local eateries such as the Orford Arms in Frisden, the King's Arms in Tring and Lussman's Sustainable kindly donated delicious dinners as rewards for winners. The raffle was topped by a big ticket item from Tring Brewery with a bespoke brew day experience awarded to the highest bidder of a two-month-long online auction. The auction winner, with a bid of over £500, claimed the opportunity to brew their dream ale packaged into 100 bottles to enjoy as soon as the beer was ready. Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries and what's on. First, we say a sorrowful goodbye to our reader, David, who has been reading with Team 4 for a few months. David is moving to Lancashire, and we wish him and his family all good fortune. The other item in the information slot is that the RNIB has moved. Here are the details. Their new address is Grimaldi Building, 154A Pentonville Road, London N19JE. And the phone number is 0303-123-9999. The email address is helpline at rnib.org.uk. And the website is rnib.org.uk. InfoSound is back. Martin, one of our regular listeners, has asked us to let you know that InfoSound is back. InfoSound is a British registered charity with over 30 years' experience producing and distributing free and impartial public service information in audio for vision-impaired, blind and partially sighted people. InfoShorts, these days we produce a short weekly briefing of news and information about products, services and support, including an advice slot from a sight loss rehabilitation worker. The current edition and last week's can be heard on this website, infosound.org.uk, on any phone by calling 03000 on Alexa smart speakers say Alexa play infosound as a podcast on infosound.org.uk forward slash podcast.xml which can also be heard on Google and Apple smart speakers on the British wireless talking newspaper phone and tablet app you can find out more about the charity at infosound.org.uk. Disability Inclusion in the Workplace Conference on Thursday the 25th of May at the Institute of Structural Engineers, London and also online. The time is from 9.30 to 4pm. Westminster Insight are pleased to bring you advance notice of our Disability Inclusion in the Workplace Conference. We recommend early booking. Secure your place now with our early bird discount code EARLY3992, available until Friday the 7th of April. Disabled people should have the same opportunities as everyone else to start stay and succeed in work. The UK has around 7 million people of working age with a disability or long-term health condition and this number continues to rise. Yet the disability employment gap is now at its widest point since 2018. Support for disabled people and people with long-term conditions should be at the forefront of any diversity and inclusion strategy. Join the conference to challenge how you and your organisation are meeting the needs of disabled employees.
You can attend in person or online via a recording that will be available for 14 days. If you have any queries, please don't hesitate to contact Westminster Insight on 0345 647 9000. Some news from the Macular Society this month. The first ever drug to treat dry age-related macular degeneration has been approved for use in the US. The Food and Drug Administration has cleared the drug Pegsetacaplan, known as Cifiver, for use in patients. What does this mean for you? The UK's first ever audit of eye care services for people living with wet AMD has confirmed that regular injections help to stabilise vision in most patients' eyes and early diagnosis and treatment are vital to maintaining good vision after treatment. Did you know that while printed books are zero rated for VAT, a 20% VAT rate is applied to audiobooks? This could adversely affect people with sight loss who rely on them. An MP is leading a call in Parliament to abolish this VAT in support of people with visual impairments. If you also think this could change, or this should change, you can help by writing to your MP. Zebrafish have been extensively used for eye research and recently it has been reported that their eyes have a similar structure to the human macula. At this month's first My Macula and Me webinar, Dr Takeshi Yoshimatu from the School of Life Sciences at the University of Sussex will be sharing the findings from his recent research, which is looking at whether cells from zebrafish can be manipulated to create a macula and potentially speed up future research. Researchers looking into the effectiveness of the common techniques used to reduce the frequency and severity of visual hallucinations known as Charles Bonnet syndrome will be joining the second My Macula and Me webinar of the month. Professor Robin Walker and his team from Royal Holloway will be discussing their latest project and how you can get involved. More information from newsmaculasociety.org This is a message from the manager of the Windermere Manor Hotel who says it's never too early to be thinking about the festive season 2023. We don't want to wish the year away however both our Windermere Manor Hotel and our Carlton Hotel Blackpool are filling up rapidly for the festive season packages and we'd hate you to miss out. So Packages are available to book on our websites at either windermeremanorhotel.com, that's all one word, windermeremanorhotel.com, or bwblackpool.com, and click on the packages to find out more information and book. Alternatively, call the hotel direct, and one of our team will be happy to assist you. For Blackpool, call 01253 6 28966 and for Windermere call 01539445801. We look forward to helping you and welcoming you to one of our hotels this festive season and at any other time throughout the year and that is from Andrew P. Wilson who's the general manager and as a footnote Windermere Manor has a proud history of offering accessible accommodation in the lakes. Having formerly been owned by Guide Dogs for the Blind, the hotel is uniquely equipped to welcome visually impaired guests or those with other accessibility requirements. The obituaries in the Gazette this week include John Richard Gurney, aged 80 years, Stella Mary Hancock, aged 90 years, and Norma Irene Hurley, aged 88 years. May they all rest in peace. Trustees notices this week. Any persons having a claim against or interest in 
the estates of the people named below are requested to send written particulars to the solicitors listed by the 9th of May. Kathleen Mary Willis, deceased, late of St Joseph's Care Home, Aylesbury Road, Tring, who died on the 5th of November 2021. Machin's Solicitors, 28 Dunstable Road, Luton, Bedfordshire, LU111DY. Alfred Holliday, deceased, late of 13 Maple Green, Hemel Hempstead, who died on the 20th of November 2022. Hepburn Delaney Limited, 7 The Progression Centre, Mark Road, Hemel Hempstead, HB 27DW. Victor Roberts, deceased, late of 19 Compass Point, North Church, Berkhamsted, who died on the 11th of February 2023. William Sharpley, The London Gazette, P.O. Box 3584, Norwich, NR77WD. Michael Robinson, deceased, late of 7 Solway, Hemel Hempstead, who died on the 4th of October 2022. The Probate Partnership Limited, 91 Western Park, London, N89PR. And now what's on at the cinema this week? The list of films include 65, Champion, My Sailor, My Love, The Middleman, Scream 6, Close, Creed 3, Broker, Cocaine Bear, What's Love Got to Do With It, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Magic Mike's Last Dance. All the popular films are provided at cinemas with audio description tracks. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. Theatre at the Old Town Hall. Jenny Wren Productions presents Little Women on Tuesday the 14th of March at 8pm. It's billed as one actress, one musician, one enchanting new adaptation. I want to do something splendid, something heroic or wonderful that won't be forgotten after I'm dead. This new take on Little Women retains all the charm and spirit of the original novel with a twist. The four sisters, their family and friends are all played by just one woman. Holed up in the attic of her Massachusetts home just after the American Civil War, Jo struggles with writer's block until the arrival of an old friend helps her to unlock a lifetime of memories. Laugh and cry with Meg, Joe, Beth and Amy in this coming-of-age tale packed with adventure, drama, love and loss. The price is £15, concessions are £12, the duration is 95 minutes plus an interval and age guidance is from 10 years upwards. You can contact the Old Town Hall box office on 228091 or you can email them at othboxoffice, that's all one word, at decorum.gov.uk. Also at the Old Town Hall, British Film Institute and Film 4 present Living, playing on Tuesday 21st March, and it's set in 1950s London. A humourless civil servant decides to take time off work to experience life after receiving a grim diagnosis. Kazuo Ishiguro had dreamed of doing a remake of Ikuru in English with Bill Nighy for many years. One night, he and his wife ended up sharing a cab with Nighy after a party and he pitched the idea. Nighy had never seen Ikuru, but once he watched it, he enthusiastically signed on to the project. 
Tickets are £5 or concession £3.50 with a decorum card. Duration 1 hour 42 minutes. Age guidance 12. Contact by calling 228-091 or email at othboxoffice at decorum.gov.uk. Also at the Old Town Hall on Wednesday the 29th of March at 7.30pm. Nothing on Earth, a new play by Anna Reynolds. Produced by Pursued by a Bear and directed by Rosamund Hutt. In Women's History Month 2023, a fantastical, heart-catching, time-travelling tale of female experiences and women taking flight. There's a room in the care home that no one goes into. Jade, who had to relinquish her high-flying life as cabin crew and now works as a carer, steps across the threshold. Voices from adventure's golden age surround her. Women who flew spitfires, crossed continents in pursuit of Chairman Mao, parachuted out of rickety hot air balloons, shouted no surrender into the mouths of the guns. Long forgotten stories tell themselves. The songs and voices of pioneering women ring around the room. What's going on? Event information. Price is £15. Concession, £12. Duration, 100 minutes plus interval. Age guidance, 12 plus. Content does include discussions of dementia and loss. Contact 228091 or oltboxoffice, all one word, at decorum.gov.uk. Now the Old Town Hall presents a mixed programme of music and film. A good old-fashioned knees-up on Thursday 30th of March at 1pm. About the old-fashioned knees-up. Join in a celebration of all things Cockney and conversation with friends whilst enjoying the sound of Mr Tom Carradine taking us back in time. Followed at 3.15 by the film The Lady Killers, starring Alec Guinness, Peter Sellers, Frankie Howard and Herbert Lom. Join Mr Tom Carradine in the old Joanna as he presents an afternoon of timeless songs with audience participation. Let your host lead you in a traditional Cockney sing-along with songs from the Music Hall era, World War I and II, and the West End stage and traditional popular songs from across the decades. A good old-fashioned knees-up. Event information. The price, £25, with £20 with if you have a decorum card. The duration is five hours. Age guidance, 12+. plus. The food served will be at 1.15 and include sandwiches, cakes, tea and coffee. There is also a bar. Contact, telephone number 228091 or othboxoffice.gov.uk. And another shout-out for the theatre. The Hemel Hempstead Theatre Company presents The Hollow by Agatha Christie at the Boxmore Playhouse from 23rd to 25th of March. Prices and times vary, but to book tickets and find out more, call 0333 666 or visit them online at hhtheatreco.com. A leisurely weekend explodes into murder at the home of Sir Hilary and Lucy Ancatel. As the list of romantic associations grows, so does the list of potential suspects when one guest is shot dead. Nearly everyone has a motive, but only one did the deed. But who? The matinee on Saturday the 25th of March is a British Sign Language interpreted performance. 
and more theatre with an interesting format. Murder in Writing at the Court Theatre Tring on Thursday 23rd and Saturday 25th March by Karen Banfield. In 1929, Fanshawe and Henderson publishers suffer the loss of one of their partners. Needing to replace him and his secretaries, Joseph has to act fast to keep things going. He brings in family members of his late partner, but soon realises this comes with its own problems. He couldn't predict that when they all have to decide about publishing a most controversial book, whichever decision is made, there will be those that are very unhappy and unhappy enough to commit murder. Court Theatre are pleased to present for the 12th year another murder mystery by the same author. At the end of Act 1, guests will be able to work as a team at your table to submit your first guest, your first guess as to who the murderer is while supper, lunch is served. After Act 2, you have your pudding and get your final chance to say who done it and why. The format of the event is for the audience to sit back and enjoy a full-length play. No questions are directed at any cast members and they do not mix with the audience. The team with the most points wins a prize. Tickets are £21 each, including food, or a whole table for eight people for £160, which is equivalent to £20 per person. Please note there is also an additional booking commission of £1 a ticket. Book online at courttheatre.co.uk. Music. Tring Together and Tring Music Partnership are pleased to announce our first gala performance, a celebration of music in Tring on Saturday, March the 18th. It will be an amazing evening of Tring music with a full programme featuring musical theatre workshop performers led by Jill Neenan, the Phoenix Big Band, the Zebra Jazz Band, the Tring Bohemians featuring Alina Matsenko and Tring School Swing Band. The concert starts at 7.45, finishing at 10.15, followed by dancing. Carriages at 11pm. There are two types of ticket, gold for £25, which includes pre-show jazz, drinks and canapé reception and table seating, and pink for £10. Tickets can be bought online using the link bit.ly forward slash TMP Gala Performance, all one word, or in person at Fancy That High Street, Ching. It promises to be a fabulous evening. There will be a bar and raffle during the evening. And now highway news from Hearts County Council. During the recent wintry weather, Hearts County Council gritters have been out gritting at 6.30pm and again at 4am to manage the risk of black ice and snowfall in the early hours. They're expecting further snowfall, so they will be back out gritting again and the crews will then remain on standby overnight in case they need to carry out further treatments. Over a 1,000 highway schemes have been given the go-ahead after councillors approved a £102 million capital budget for highways and transport. Between April 2023 and March 2024, more than a 1,000 maintenance and improvement schemes will be delivered across Hertfordshire's 3,200 miles of roads and pavements. Planned works include repairs and maintenance to pavements, roads, bridges and traffic signals, as well as improvements such as tackling safety problems, reducing traffic congestion and making walking and cycling more practical and attractive options. This year's highways funding includes £7 million for smaller schemes that local county councillors have identified as important for their areas. And now football news from the Southern League Division 1 Central. A last gasp winner from Ryan Blake made it 12 wins on the trot for Burko as they won 4-3 at Sirencester Town and remained 18 points clear at the top of the table. Burko took the lead just after six minutes 
as Jonathan Lacey exchanged a 1-2 with Toby Coker and then shot from just inside the penalty area to beat Alex Harris in the home goal. It was end-to-end stuff and Regan Messenger equalised five minutes before the interval after some head tennis from a corner by Joseph Turley. Early in the second half, Burko got back in front when Coker was brought down inside the box and Lacey netted his 24th of the season, beating Harris with a shot in the corner. But ten minutes later, Sirencester again equalised, with Messenger tapping home the loose ball after Saunders split it under challenge. Within five minutes, Burko were back in front when Adam Watkins exchanged passes with Blake and drifted through some challenges and netted his seventh of the season. However, Sirencester equalised for the third time in the seesaw match. A corner was partially cleared to Bennett, whose goal-bound drive was going to be covered by Saunders, but Ryan Kinane's head deflected it into the goal. Burko reacted by bringing on an extra forward in Linton Goss and were rewarded in injury time when Lacey's corner was headed away by Kinane and Goss struck the post with a header. Blake was the first to react and shot home his 22nd of the season as Burko went in front for the fourth and final time, prompting wild celebrations. Burko are next in league action on Tuesday the 14th when they entertain Wellin Garden City. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 0627 and 1800. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. For those who are listening to this week's news on Memory Stick, please remove your Memory Stick carefully from the player and return it to us securely in the pouch provided. Turn the address label over and post it back to us at the Adifield Community Centre, The Queen's Square, Hemel Hempstead, HP2 4EW, using any Royal Mail postbox. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. It is goodbye from all your readers, the editor, and Martin, your technician for this week. <laughs>